0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Mana Crypt podcast. I'm Corey.
1: And I'm Scotland, and we are talking about all things magic, just personal opinions, what's going on around the meta, just the magic world in general. I guess we'll start off, Corey. How long have you been playing? Uh,
0: Which time? (laughs) Start from the very beginning. Uh, Let's see. I started back in, I believe it was like 97. What was the set around then? Uh, I started in Tempest. Jesus Christ it's a long time ago and I am old but when it came down to it a friend of mine got me into it and this is one of those back in the day before the internet back in the day before this was big and cards were hugely expensive you just bought packs and built decks and played traded with your friends cool. traded with your friends and and just made what you could um, basically it was kind of great cuz i mean we weren't really into the the commander type edh stuff at the time but we would make 60-card decks sit around, and four of us would play until there was one person standing. So it was mean, so a
1: four-player brawl without a commander kind of thing, almost like standard.
0: Yeah, essentially. It was just us having fun, and we really did enjoy it, and I, I, I liked it. But, you know, once life came along, I, I had to stop and move on. And Cards got destroyed? <laughs> cards lost
1: cards, cards lost got destroyed? lost. Okay. I,
0: I had a lot of cards that are expensive now that were lost. And, of course, back in the day, you know, like we only bought sleeves because you know the shuffling was cool easier to shuffle yeah yeah that was it i mean we we didn't treat them like they were gold or gonna be worth anything later on
1: that's fair yeah i got in i got in around m11 i remember i remember going with my mom to walmart and seeing this because i I was like always wanting to be into pokemon and, and shit like that and i i saw Magic the Gathering. I was like, oh, that that looks pretty cool. I remember opening, I got like six packs. I had, I used like all my allowance on it and I got like six packs and I was pissed off because I, I thought that they would come with more than one basic land. So I'm like, well, how how the fuck am I going to build a deck with six basic lands? I had no clue. Yeah. And I, I took a, I didn't touch them again for like a year after that. And then I finally started playing more, and by the time I really was getting into it, it was around, like, Kaladesh, Ether Revolt, Hour of Devastation. First pre-release I played was uh, Hour of Devastation with a mono-black pile that I just threw to I had, like, a Razaketh in there. I think I pulled a Scarab... I, my, my Scarab God was my pre-release card. I remember that. And I went
0: 0-3. Not, surprisingly. I can see that. <laughs> but, what I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I ended up coming back in it was i believe dominaria was so it? around 2019 20 20? yeah oh, no it, it might have been early no i it was had my kid in that. 2019 so yeah. it was and i
1: was already out of magic at that point
0: yeah but it, it was it was dominaria and kind of got myself back into it and of course i dove head in head first and here i am still playing still building decks what, what kind of what more competitive what kind of formats you play in these days uh, I started out, when I came back in, it was all commander. I liked the uh, the four-person casual part behind it. And now I'm recently, of course, gotten into modern. Um, now I'm sitting on the aspect of the matter. Uh, Popper and I think pioneers Light Pioneer, yeah. Yeah, some light Pioneer.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of got a lot of the commander side of things too. I got back... I took some time off and I got back in because i remember i was working at our game store and they were doing a chaos draft i've probably told you this story before but they were doing a chaos draft and once we hit 24 players our local shop threw in a random pack of Urza's destiny which you know at the time was like 100 bucks a pack something
0: around there i, re- I remember buying those at a card shop <laughs> for when like two, three bucks. first came
1: out and uh I, I really wanted to get into it because I hadn't played Magic in, uh, like, two years at that point. Just life got in the way. Um, was about a year and a half. And I had a friend of mine who I was working with who paid paid me in. I don't know why. I think he just thought it would be a nice thing to do. It was for a charity event anyways. And so I got off the clock and went. And I told him, I said, you know, if I get this pack of versus Destiny, I'm going to start playing Because I was the 24th player. So I sat down. You know, I opened my bag up that had our packs in it. I got, uh, Throne of Eldraine had just come out. So, I got a pack of Throne of Eldraine. I got a pack of M15. And sure enough, right behind it, I got the pack of Urza's Destiny. And not only did I get the Urza's Destiny, but I got a Foil Academy Rector. Which I turned around and sold that night for $540. And I turned all of that money into my first commander deck that I built, which was... Oh, what's his name he's the teamer guy i built i built hydras off him you remember who i'm talking about i do not Gets, uh, we'll, we'll think of it but yeah so i branched off of that and i got further into commander and was a hardcore commander player until i discovered a youtuber andrea Mangucci, who's a pro and i was like oh what's he playing modern I, I hadn't known much about modern. I played some standard on like arena and stuff like that, and he had, he was playing this reanimator deck, which in modern I was like, oh that's 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 cool, you know, like you know, and it it was pretty much scam before scam was a thing, because you would you know pitch a black card whatever, get grief out there, and then uh, cast ephemerate, so you'd get to thoughtseize twice for free and still have a three two with menace on the board. So I ended up building that
0: got headfirst now i'm working on like eight or nine different yeah i was gonna say you you're you're, <laughs> you're just gone overboard with them what what is your main modern deck that you're running right now
1: uh probably living end it was murktide but i played murktide so much and i just sucked at it there's just so much skill involved and i just didn't have the time to sit down and grind out and get really good at it so i, I switched switch back and forth a lot between that and nil
0: yeah, I was gonna say I, I got into modern because of you. Yep. And built the uh, the hammer time deck because I just I just like the the way it runs. And I don't think it was until about here recently that I've been piloting it a lot better than I should. Uh, You've I have gotten been. some good like turn three kills on me. I, I have, and then I think it's because I I'm seeing more of the what I need to grab, what I need to do, and. I you're just tempoing it. it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting better at the tempoing. See, I, that's where I'm more of a, a one deck master. The deck, and you're just sitting on the aspect of you have them all. I want to have I want to have options. Well, you that's know? the thing is, how, some... wh- what kind of options are you wanting? When that, you well, go to a tournament, you've got to choose one of your 15 modern decks. Well, that's true. And
1: usually, I'll I'll look at the meta and I'll decide what I feel like would be good for our local meta or whatever we're going to. And then go off that. But when we're sitting down playing casually, you know, there might be some days that I want to play Mill. There might be some days that I want to play Amulet Titan. There might be some days, you know, the, the list goes on. Because I'm, I'm working on, like, Blue-White Control, Elves, Infect,
0: Amulet Titan. And see, I see that, but you're you're a jack-of-all-trades and a master-of-none at that point. I'm good with Living End. You are good with Living End. And Mill. I, I... Mil, Mill Mill's
1: just bad. Mill is not bad. It's it's horrible. Every time you play against it, you bitch and moan that they need to ban Jace or ban Hedron Crab. It's just, it, it just feels like I'm not playing Magic anymore. No, you're not. Because <laughs> either I'm running a deck full of counterspells and force negations, or I'm milling you out, and either way, your cards are in the graveyard.
0: And then when they're in the graveyard, you play that one card that just ruins it all. Yep, Livian. No. What? Surgical Extraction. Oh god,
1: yeah, I love Surgical, man. Getting your hammers and Stoneforge Mystics and... Yeah, I I also uh, I've been I've been enjoying Popper a lot more too, even though it took me forever to build a deck because I borrowed some Commander decks to go to Magic Thirty last year in Vegas, and he sent me with I mean he's been playing for God twenty years no probably closer to ten or fifteen, and so he's he's got all the cards imaginable and he sent me with three Commander decks and I think in total those decks were roughly about four thousand dollars. And then he also decides to throw in a popper deck, a uh, two popper decks, fairies and elves. And he says, "You gotta play since I'm sending you with this. You have to play in one popper event for me." And not only did I play in a popper event that I spent twenty dollars to get into, but I placed third with elves,
0: which is good. Yeah, I was man. I would never played elves it. are good. I mean, don't get me wrong, elves are a good deck. And because of you, I got into Popper and built a Popper deck. Same with Pioneer. Which I ended up building a a Popper, the Affinity. And and Tron. Well, I I built the Mono Green Tron just because I had... I I love the Tron lands, and I had had them, so I was like, you know what, I want to build a Tron deck. I don't pilot it a lot, but if we sit down casually, like when you didn't have yours, you ran Affinity, I ran Tron. So it was fun that way, but... No, when it came down to it, it took you how many months after... I built my popper deck because you were too busy building modern decks in order to build the popper deck. Okay, well let's see here. We went to Magic Thirty in October. Yes. And I just built my elves last month. Yes.
1: And so I believe a while.
0: I had my popper deck done in December. I think it was like January. Was it January? I yeah, I don't know. remember. It was, too it
1: was Christmas time, so you didn't have the money or the time to worry about commons. I, I guess. I guess going back to it, Magic Thirty. We got we got MagicCon Vegas coming up. I know you have your ticket. I know we're going together. I I gotta get my ticket this next week. Let let's. What are we hoping for
0: differences wise from Magic Thirty? So I don't know if anybody else did it, and if anybody is ever listening to us rant and talk to each other, you know, if I don't know, podcasts have comments or whatever. Let us know what if you did the uh, YouTube. Yeah, this the survey. I, I definitely did the survey. I was highly disappointed in the way things were ran at Magic 30. It seemed to me like it was over overbooked. There was too much space for people selling stuff. Not enough space for people play play, play space. Play space because, All of their
1: space was for
0: tournaments. Yes, and there was no free play space and we were constantly having to without, pack up and move. Yeah, without buying into the command zone which you couldn't buy into the command zone if you didn't buy the commander package there wasn't an extra add-on which i would have been okay with yeah um but yeah no i would i i put in all my input on that one so um i definitely i definitely liked the the experience um i, I they're meeting a lot of new people that that was great some the, higher name people too you know well that was the fact about it i mean you had you know all of these these magic pros uh, it was you awesome. know we're just walking around casually meeting people which is great and Watsy employees Gavin Verhey, yeah uh, mark rosewater and when it came down to well mark rosewater was great um i I was a huge downfall towards you know i i, I was I was talking so much crap about the the unfinity uh set and then that was just basically because they were gonna make make it you know a Legal and it's hurt in, itter- in yeah, some eternal, I did, I, I but did. only
1: certain cards too, which was a frustrating. I still don't know what cards are it's, legal it's, in eternal format. Any
0: of the cards are illegal if they don't have an acorn at if the they bottom. Don't if they don't, okay. which still means stickers are legal. And come on, there are sticker decks in we, uh, Legacy. We play Magic. We don't play with stickers, and we play with expensive as as of it cardboard. came down to it. I did have a lot of fun drafting it. I um, did too. I, I I ended up going. 301. It's the only, it's the only time that I ever got to, uh, beat a professional magic player. Oh God. I, I did. I beat Melissa de Torah. Uh, sure. granted, I mean, she, by had concession. To, she had to take off and had something, you know, bigger and better going on. So, but I, I still have it on there that says I beat her. So yeah, you did beat her two O by concession cause she didn't show up, but I, I did get to meet her the, uh, the next day I saw her, went over and we had a good laugh about it and and got a picture with her. So that was cool. I mean, everybody in the magic community that I met and worked with, uh, it, it was, they were all great people.
1: Yeah, I i really, I enjoyed myself a lot more. And, and it might be because I neither of us had any experience prior to this in terms of magic events. PTQs weren't a thing when we were kind of first starting getting back into it really heavily and knew what they were. So, and then COVID hit and so with magic 30 being their like test run i think that they should have had some sort of magic con prior before they announced magic 30 cuz this was supposed to be the biggest magic event that wotc was supposed to have ran because it's their 30th
0: anniversary and it's their first event back from covid and the, and the worst part about it was i went in with the thought knowledge of previous cons and we didn't buy into a lot of the tournaments and they filled up so quickly. Oh, they sold out days before. And you couldn't, and they didn't have any just random call out ones. Um, I believe they they ended up doing that on the last day, but the line even was so long that it was hard to get into those. I've been seeing that they still have
1: a lot of, the, like, online buy-in stuff for, like, the most recent magic cons. Bar- well, I don't think Bar- Well, we're going to have
0: it for Vegas, too.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that they, they bring in the call-in
0: events, the side events more. Now, I understand, from my understanding with the previous cons that have, have happened in uh, Philly, Minneapolis, that they are doing a lot more of that. The command zone area opened up which tells me that they took everybody's input and what I saw on Reddit and Facebook and everybody complaining of the issues that they had at Magic 30. They actually took that into account and are doing their best to make it the best possible experience for everyone. Well, from what I've heard as well is is that Watsy didn't have as much of a hand in
1: it. I mean, they did in a sense with the artists and a lot of the employees and stuff being there to promote and participate. But it's mostly, I think it was Reed Pop. Yeah, ReadPop. Pop. Reed Pop. They, they were the main ones who were in charge of a lot of that stuff. And I think that they kind of came in not knowing what was going on. I don't know if they don't come from backgrounds that run events with... A bunch of nerds? Yeah, st- stuff like that. You know, I mean, even, even things like Comic-Cons or something like that. You know, which given are, are very different than an event where we're sitting down playing and competing and doing all that. But I don't know. It seems like they kind of got their shit together a bit more
0: and I have high hopes and expectations for Well, what what are you what are you expecting? Like what would you like to see as soon as like you walk through the doors what what should it be?
1: That I want more artists for one because the I you know, we met a couple, but it felt like all of them had such long lines because there weren't too many. We got lucky with the one gentleman Uh, who we sat down and and had a slight conversation with, you know, I bought those tokens, you bought your playmat, and all that. And he was a totally sweet, cool guy, but as soon as you and I walked away, there was a line.
0: Yeah, I saw that, so.
1: Yeah, there was also the lady who did the, like, the Jeweled Lotus, and the new uh, Nykthos Shrine to Nyx. Man, her line was busy the entire time that she was there. I want more artists there, so we can kind of have a chance to sit down and and talk a little bit, because
0: Yeah, see, I would would like to see that, too. I, I definitely... When I come in, I mean, there was so much wasted space for the, like, as soon as you walked in the door, and that's where they had all of the the sta- no, the, the, the stand, ornithopters and stuff oh, yeah. like that, that's which, still which was on. very cool, but they, they, to me, like, there was so much wasted space as you first walked in, but yes, I definitely would have loved to have seen more artists, because that's what I want to go into and see, is I want to get in there, uh, you know, i I want to be able to go and buy some singles. You know, I want to be able to go and look. Oh, God.
1: We could not get into any so, shops.
0: So, I mean, it was so hard to even look at them because I, I was always looking over somebody's shoulder. We were shoulder. shoulder
1: to shoulder with people most I of the time. I was behind
0: people looking over their shoulder just to try and see into into it. I mean, I did buy a few singles, but... Oh, I bought a lot of singles. I, I, I didn't go to a lot of the artists that I wanted to go to because the lines were so long. I don't want to spend my time at a magic event standing in line it's like
1: going to disney and waiting six hours to ride space mountain yes it's just like it's like what am i doing here i paid i paid way too much money just to get in here let alone travel expenses and hotels and all that
0: i i i would i want to see it and i want to experience it as this this coming up one in vegas is more of a i'm there to play magic i get to play magic i get to play a lot of magic and then you know the shopping and the artist is just a, a side thing to do you know you want you want to take a break and you you go you know go get some stuff from some artists you know meet some artists you know see see some new art or you know go find some singles that you're needing you yeah, know, that, that's what I I want to see.
1: And and there were some shops doing some cool stuff, which I appreciated. You know, I know you and I both participated in that blind grab.
0: The blind grab was that actually was really, really cool. Fun.
1: Yeah, and 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 I made my money back and then some just on a couple cards. I I
0: think I think I looked up my singles on the TCG player and I made like fifty bucks back. I... I don't think I pulled anything great when I did it, but you know what? I'm a gambling man. <laughs> so when it comes down to it, you know, I, I love cracking packs, and there's oh, and it's just like cracking packs. But you know, there were they, the list of the cards that they had that you had a chance of pulling. There was some really oh, good, there were foil expedition fetches. Yes, there was some really good stuff you could have pulled. So I mean, you had that opportunity that you couldn't do anymore for those kinds of prices because to get those packs now it's outrageous
1: yeah i i I bought a ton of collector boosters when i was there because a lot of the shops were doing them for like 18 bucks you know i got streets of new Capenna was a fairly
0: new i did like the fact that they did there was a lot of uh discounted yeah that that was That that even just
1: sealed products and a lot of singles in general you know i i picked up two russian copies of teferi time raveler for six bucks a piece you know when at the time even i mean the english version was like 18. Yeah. and even now the Russian
0: version is like twenty. But you know, when it came down to it, like I said, you know, you had to play tournaments to get the tickets to go get the you know like the cool full art banners, uncut and, sheets, yes, and stuff like that. But those those were so they were, I mean they were basically sold out that you couldn't get any extra tickets. So yes, I would like to see the uh, the demand events and be able to you know jump on and sign up for you know a quick modern event you know i don't want to do a three day modern event but you know a quick modern event or a quick pioneer event i mean definitely gonna have to look into some popper stuff so but let's, i want more play
1: Well let's talk about popper a little more because i know right now Popper getting is going on in pisa italy i've been seeing a lot of chatter about that um like i said going back andre Mangucci is there he's been competing uh playing a boros deck and he's currently five two so he he has he's he's in for tomorrow he's, uh, he's
0: running that synthesizer deck right? yeah
1: boros synthesizer and uh i know gavin Verhey is there too he's been posting about it um so i mean i mean what are your what are your thoughts any speculations on how you think this event? Do you think it's gonna affect the
0: meta at all? Is there? I I definitely think it'll affect the meta. Uh, my my thoughts behind it are I I don't think that just because something has to happen in the United States that means that's the meta. Magic is a global game. You you could sit down with somebody else and yeah you you might not be able to read their cards but if you've been in Magic long enough you know just by the artwork what the card is. For quite a few. Popper, I, Popper's a bit harder, cause I mean, we're it's playing
1: all, with cards that-
0: You don't see a lot of. Off.
1: Yeah, it's an eternal format, that you can only play commons.
0: Yes. It's pretty wild, but. I, I, I think what happens there will we'll turn the meta for the- If there the, even uh, is much of a the meta. The upcoming. And, but that's the thing is, it, it seems like Popper's meta has been kinda consistent. Yeah, we got, like, Wall's combo has been making a little bit of a comeback. I still don't know that
1: combo. I played against it, and I beat it with Elves, so it, obviously I don't know if he did it wrong, but Burn slash Boros Synthesizer. Burn burn is kind of taking over Popper right now. It usually didn't have much of a home. I know Ponza was a big thing. I got beat by Ponza. Oh, well, I, I went 2-1 against Ponza, and that was pretty rough. Affinity is still quite a heavy thing i know that that's part of the reason that you built it and i do struggle to beat your affinity deck just because of your crack clan w- shaman. shaman yeah yeah mono blue fairies boggles you know i the the meta has been staying pretty
0: consistent which i which i like i i like to see comparable decks but different decks and and i you know if it comes down to more of the card draw and misplays that can you know Determine the winner. I, I I think those decks are definitely a lot more You know evenly matched and I think that makes for for better play and a better experience you know when you sit down with somebody and which I've definitely done numerous times and I felt really bad when I you know playing commander with them is I'll pull out a deck and it's like Oh, I've got a pre-con and I'm like I'm Don't and I'm I, I'll, I'll be easy <laughs> but I don't want them to have a bad experience, but there's no way that, you know, with some of the decks I have, they can compete with, and I don't like seeing that in competitive play. I like to see a throwdown, and I like playing the throwdowns. I like it to be where I'm sitting there looking at what they've got, what I've got, what they've got coming, and, you know, how can I move myself around and, and set myself up to protect myself, but yet still get the win and it's not just you know i play a card and then they play a card and it's like game's over that that's not fun
1: and i i feel like that's a lot of what you know some of the some of the lesser i, I shouldn't say lesser but some of the not as expansive formats are they're not a, ne- not nearly as interactive unless they're built to be interactive you know i mean you look at popper there's not many counterspell decks, even though I believe counterspell is legal, unless it's been banned. I'm, I'm not 100 yeah, percent sure. Yeah, I I'm have not. to
0: double check. I don't remember. I didn't put any counters. But I in know it.
1: like spell pierce, uh, you know, negate. Those, but we don't see many like control decks. We see a lot of decks doing their own things. Yeah, we might have some spot removal. But going back to, I mean, look at my elves deck. I do not interact with you almost at all. At least pre-board. Pre-board, I I do my thing, and my goal is to go wide and beat the shit out of you
0: oh yeah yeah absolutely and it and, works and if i don't pull a, a a shaman it's it's really hard to keep up yeah i mean yeah i can throw out my creatures for free but when it comes down to it none of them are big enough for me to make a significant damage i mean yeah four and two i can you know if i knock those out real quick but you know when it comes down to it you'd gotta have a god hand in order to to beat you before you ramp up the mills <laughs> it's, it's
1: pretty hard yeah
0: but um yeah i mean other than that but I, I i like that aspect i mean what what draws you to modern so much it's so if i had the choice i would play legacy
1: because i love the expansive amount of cards that and there's not ever usually one deck that sits on the throne for very long i know that like legacy and vintage some of those really old eternal formats usually have one that'll sit up top for quite a while i know is it and legacy is just i mean it's been top of the meta for ages and at least until mono white initiative came and then they banned you know white plume adventure and that messed with it real hard but with modern there are just so many decks that are Constantly or top aiding or or winning challenges and events, you
0: know. I I, I, I wholeheartedly agree there because if you look at the the breakdown of decks and wins on tournaments, I mean these are low level tournaments to high level tournaments. I mean the expansive amount, the percentage of what people are playing is roughly about even. Oh, I, I, I think I think the highest percentage of play is the uh, the red burn. But yeah,
1: just because it's 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 affordable it's, and it's burn and it's, affordable. it's easy. Yeah. yeah, it's such a str- I mean, you put a burn and a creativity player together. Both of them have been. I mean, let's say the creativity player has been piloting the deck, playing. I don't know. Let's say ten games a week for two months. They're gonna know the deck, you know, pretty well. And then you give a a dude a mo- you know a burn deck in modern. It's so easy. It's so self-explanatory, you know. Cool. Turn one. Monastery Swiftspear, swing. Turn two, bolt your face. Monastery Swiftspear, prowess trigger, swing. You know, it's like I just I've done what seven, eight damage to you on turn two.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, going up against you know Archon. You're you're you just want to do as much damage as quickly as possible before they can. That's bolt, that's their most thought. strategies. You know, I I think that most strategies just
1: in terms of the current meta of modern. I think most strategies, you just... You gotta try to just race them out. I mean, there's, there's very few decks that can keep up with Burn. I think Merktide can, just because you well, got your yeah, I mean, Dragon
0: Rage Channel or your Ragavan scam for the same reason. Well, the Burn. And my Hammer Time can, because I'm running stuff that protects me from that. But, you know, there there's different counters for it. And, and I like how... You, you go to a tournament, in which we did do one local tournament. I've done a few, but... And... Yeah. I was happy to say that I never once sat against two of the same decks. Everybody was running something different. However, everybody was running counter so <laughs> yeah, I you was played a little, no. I was a little, a little, a uh, little bitter by the end of it because I didn't get to play any magic. Cause everything I played got counterspelled. But you know, but it was a learning experience. I needed to to learn around those counter spells and how how better to do that. That so, was a weird RCQ. Yeah, but it was still it was still better in the aspect that I never saw the same deck twice.
1: Well, and I I played in our, our local modern one k just a few weeks ago, and it was the same thing. I was playing. I, I had a friend of mine. He let me borrow his blue white control deck. I actually placed ninth in that event, and there was there was quite a few players there, and. God, the pricing cut at top eight, so I was pretty frustrated about that. But yeah, no, I got beat by Slivers. I have yeah, never played against a Slivers fun. deck. It was I, crazy. I love,
0: I, I love Slivers, but yeah, I I against... love, I love Slivers back in you know when I first built my Slivers deck. Slivers suck, man, especially I, in Commander. Oh. I mean, it was, it was of course, you know, we were running like I said, we were sixty cards, four card format. And, you know, we would play against more than one person. And, of course, I, I like, I'm running, so I'm going to build slivers. So I had, I think I was running three sliver queens. I had two oh, or fuck. three Mox Diamonds in there. Oh, uh, shut All up. kinds of, like, you know, all the cool heart slivers and, and you know, the crystalline slivers gem hides and stuff. and... But, uh, I don't remember if I had gem hides in it. Really? Oh, yeah. that
1: was a staple at that but point.
0: But when it came down to it, I mean, I was running these, like, slivers. And, and once I got it going, it was you couldn't stop me but even now it's now it's now like it that. just seems it seems to me like well like look I, I i built the sliver commander deck which i just didn't have fun piloting it just didn't seem a lot of fun but... it's
1: so aggro and there's so many you know you look at one sliver and because you have nine others on your board it somehow gets you know plus nine plus nine has cascade first strike flying vigilance trample can tap for mana and you know has indestructible and undone yeah yeah. i mean you're indestructible
0: door to destinies you know everything like that but no i mean i was gonna say so i mean i guess looking at that aspect what kind of player would you rank yourself like in terms, like just on a scale of one to ten, like no, like I, I mean, what do you like to do? What what is it you like to do? What, what are you are you a Timmy? Are you uh, what are they? I am other ones. I personally think that you know, Timmy,
1: Jimmy. I forget the others. <laughs> I have no clue. That was a weird onset, but no, I I'm a I'm very much a control player. I I like to sit back and make sure keep my opponent at a safe distance so that that way they're struggling on resources, on things to do, their hand is low because they've been trying to fight with me and let things happen. And then I like, you know, I'll build up small things with like shark typhoon.
0: I, was gonna say, I know you want to say it. I know you want to say it. What? That goddamn card, counterspell? No. What are we talking about? The one that I absolutely hate. There's a few of them. It's a blue card.
1: There's a few of them. Counter I believe, spells, I believe it, it is
0: a one one blue cast. What does it do? You're losing me here. Telepathy.
1: Oh, God, I loved it. That's a
0: commander card, though. I hate that card so much. I put not, it in Imprisoned in the Moon. Imprisoned in, in the Moon, I, I, I. you shut my commander down, but... You can't I don't, do shit. I don't know, the. The playing with my <laughs> hand exposed, it just, it's like... Especially when I'm I playing... I can't play any
1: shenanigans at this point. Well, when I'm playing Narset extra turns and have, you know, a lot of, a lot of the high, you know, I had a fierce guardianship. I had a lot of the more expensive counter spells in there, minus, like, force of will. So it's like, cool, you're playing Yuriko, and I see that you have force of will, you know, a pact of negation, and a spell pierce. I can play around those perfectly.
0: Yeah, that was the other thing about that one. I mean, it was... That Narset deck, that really came down to the act of... Uh, it was either you were having a good time or you were having a bad time. Because
1: No, because I remember when we came back to your place with a bunch of... There was like six of us. You somehow convinced the entire table to target me. So by like... It was Narset. By like turn three, I was at like eight life and everyone else was at 40 and I
0: had like three lands. Now there there was some other things, you know, that we do when you play narset it's it's you you if we could counter narset every single time we would and you're you're just like oh, i can't play my 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 deck and it's like yes yes you are not taking 900 extra turns yeah once i swung with narset the game was pretty much over at that point but yeah i yeah.
1: would fizzle. i had i had a few times that i would i would like hit nothing i would hit lands and a couple enchantments
0: you know, very, like very, thought, like very, rarely, very rarely would you, you do that. Is it Octopus Umbra? I don't remember which one that was. Um, sure. But no, I mean, I, I guess when it comes to, like, my, my play style and what I like to see is is I like combos. I like seeing just weird, crazy, off-the-wall combos, doing some combos, which, you know, I built that Timna deck because I really like the Ad Adnaws to Sickening Dreams or Peer into the Abyss sickening dreams i mean i i it just really comes down to those kinds of kinds of things and situations and i ended up moving moving away from tim currently piloting yuriko which isn't
1: as much of a combo deck it's 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 More of a group slug type strategy, and you just... It It, is, it is. It's your closer to CDH deck.
0: But it is, it is, but it it also, it's also run in uh, Thassa's Oracle. The Thoracle combo, yeah. yeah, So, So why did you decide
1: to build Hammer Time in Modern then, when there are some really good, really solid combo decks out there? If that's your personal play style, what what drove you to Hammer Time?
0: I like to play different stuff. I don't have two decks built that do the exact same thing, or similar, or or similar. So, you know, you know, I I didn't put cause when I built Timna and then my commander deck, I built Sir Conrad, and I didn't put the ad nauseum sickening dreams into Sir Conrad because that's not what I was looking to do. I, I had a play style of it's it's gonna you know you're milling damage everybody's milling so why did you
1: decide to go why didn't you decide to go more of a self mill because it seems like uh, black and green are really good at self mill because i had a hogak deck and blue is more of a mill everyone else i know that there's a little bit in black because i know like Fenax got a deception pretty good mill commander but even then he's that's not his strategy was to mill through
0: cards is to mill through butts well with with conrad i went that route just for the fact that the matter is it's 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 probably my lowest level deck for Commander and and it's more fun to play and I didn't want to do self-mill because I wasn't pulling a lot of stuff out of the graveyard. I just wanted to do the shenanigans of Essentially pissing off everybody else because Which it does. They were they're milling their cards that they want. And you know, I mean and and that that's the fun part about it is it's now now how are you gonna pilot your deck when your strategy is in your graveyard and you have no graveyard recurrence. You, you have to think about stuff like that. And that way when you're playing, which, which I've noticed with some people that we play with, like when I play with you and shit like that happens, you will go back and say, okay, he did this bull crap to me. How can I fix this? And, and you work ways around it because you know, you're in our play group now. That card probably is, you know, not going to work for other playgroups and random playgroups that you play with. But for our playgroup, it will. Other people we play with don't do that. It, it seems to me like, you know, and then they get very upset with my decks because, you know, I have to... Oh, I've got friends who will not play with you. Weird shenanigans just because, you know, I do stuff like that because it's fun. And it's with the playgroup. Is it going to win me tournaments? No, but it's 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 the whole fun about it and and i think it helps people stay on their toes and and think about different scenarios and how they can protect themselves from those scenarios you do all kinds of crap to me and i i build my decks against it i mean that's that i think that's what we do is when you know you build Something and I build something that will go up against it, and then you're like, okay, crap, and then you'll build something else. I mean, the I reason you built, built Narset is because I had, you know, uh, that Timna, Timna deck and... Yuriko. You were well, you no, were almost done with Yuriko You were building it. I was building it, but I did Timna uh, and Ikra Shidiki and the only reason I wanted to do that was just because of Earthcraft, and I wanted to build. Yeah, green you with you Earthcraft. were so excited about your Earthcraft I love Earthcraft combo, and that deck was running what. Three, four different types of combos in it. Oh yeah, it tutors out the ass and. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but you built Narset because of it. Um, I and wanted then, to beat you, and it did. It destroyed you nine times. If I could get, if you could get off, then yeah. yes, you 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 would just.
1: My early iterations not so much because I, I started building in some of the like more expensive mana pieces and counter spells. You know, I didn't have my Pact of Negation, Swan Song, anything like that in my my earlier builds. But as once I, if I would have kept that deck, which I really wish I did, but no one would play with me. But I, I probably would have it at, at a 10
0: CDH level right now. Well, that I, that's where mana crypts, mana That's vaults. where the uriko came in. Is I really pushed to finish that one, and I really pushed to to make that one good, because I knew you were playing Narset, and the only thing that I had that was comparable to Narset was Yuriko, because I was able to run counter spells and Fierce guardianships. So, of everything that you've ever played, and all the cards that you have and, I guess, own, what would you consider your favorite card?
1: You know, I thought pretty hard about this one, because I know we talked about it a little bit prior. And I'm kind of stuck between two. First one being Counterspell. It is... Just the cleanest, fairest way to play magic is, fuck you, you don't get to play your card. And then the second one, because I'm a, I'm a blue-white player at heart. I hate white, but when you pair it with blue, you can do some messed up stuff. Again, going into modern, you know, having a solitude and a counterspell. It's like, cool, I got a swords to plow shares. It feels like commander, but with multiple copies of cards that should be banned in these formats. The other one being uh, Phyrexian Arena. You know, three mana draw a card at the beginning of your upkeep lose a life it just feels so efficient to be able to do that and i've been playing a, a lot in standard recently on arena you know i, I run a four color uh, or five color uh atraxa deck and i i run two copies of phyrexian arena and it, it always comes through you know because that deck runs like 20 26 lands because it's a five color deck runs a lot, so having that extra card to try to get me into my Atalis and stuff like that, and my Atraxas, and my Ossifications, Leyline Bindings, Phyrexian Arena is just kind of kind of an OG, and it's such an old card that I don't really think sees much play in any other formats, but now that it's in Standard, it's kind of getting there more, so.
0: Yeah, I, I it's it's the epitome of black.
1: Oh yeah, it's, it's black doing black. You, you know, taking using your life as a resource and getting cards out of it, mana out of it, things like that. Because I play Kirik and Commander. He's kind of my main, well, post. I have the post Malone version, but,
0: you You're know. welcome. Yeah,
1: thank you for that. Uh, no, Kirik is kind of my top deck right now. Um, as you are well aware of, that deck goes hard, and it wins a lot. It's pretty hard, and and I run Phyrexian
0: Arena, and, and of course, that deck... You shocked me when I first played against that deck, in fact, because I had no idea it even existed, was an extra turn in black.
1: Yes, Temporal Extortion for black. Take an extra turn after this one. But any player may pay half of their life total to counter it. And I have probably resolved that card like two or three times out of the 15 plus times that I've paid it. Because, you know, I'll, I'll get Kirik out on a good turn. I'll get him out turn three and then I'm going a temporal extortion, and someone's going to be like, all right, cool, I'm going to go from 40 to 20. It's like, all right, cool, big balls to you, but <laughs> all that does is hurt me because I can't exchange life totals with you now, but I guess it is what it is.
0: But yeah, no, that was crazy, I saw that one. Um, I would have to say for me, my favorite card as a collector card or something that I have to own is definitely me. Definitely my water balloon gun game signed by Mark Rosewater.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I, I, Cause I I did a draft with him as well, and I have the uh, the guest book. You know where it's like it comes in with counters equal to the number of people that you got to physically sign the card. Yeah. So I got Mark Rosewater to sign it. And fun little side story: uh, the band I Prevail. Apparently, their lead, one of their lead vocalists, Eric, was there sat right next to me and drafted with me and I had him sign it didn't even realize that it was him until he was posting pictures about it on Instagram and I was in one of them oh wow I was like holy shit yeah yeah, I was gonna say I
0: I, I, I got it was one of those it was on a list um I have it where you had to do certain things and I had devil Knievel um, which I also has Mark to sign, and he did for me, since that was the one that got me past my uh, Your accomplishment, challenge. Your my challenge board. Board. So I did that. It got me the the water balloon gun game, and so he signed that for me too, which is kind of nice. I've got all that stuff framed <laughs> up. Yeah, I
1: was looking at it. So
0: it's definitely. Well you're looking at it. Yeah. So it, it's sitting up on the wall of, over here in uh, the wonderful nerd bar, where this podcast is being created in. But yeah, that would say for a collector, that that one's mine. It means a lot to me. It was an accomplishment that I made that I actually liked. But when it came down to it, but when it comes down to the card that I like to play and have fun playing, there's so many that it's hard to choose just one.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean there's like
0: what 25,000
1: cards in here. I'm asking you to pick one
0: yeah and it one and if i had to narrow it down i mean there's a list of them and and it's probably i i mean i could put a list of 10 or 20 that i absolutely love i mean i, I love earthcraft um you know when i but i think because of how it plays and what you're doing and all of the games that i've won with it sickening dreams
1: fucking hate that card
0: I, I love just filling my hand up from ad naus or peer into the abyss and then just cast sickening dreams and doing so much damage to just everybody all at once
1: yeah like 40 plus damage depending how late we are in the game
0: right and when that card was made in design they're not they didn't have commander in in their thoughts for it if that card was basically more for a one-on-one deck and it wasn't that great but in commander it is amazing in my opinion i
1: yeah i have been watching a lot of like old pro tour stuff and i've been seeing a lot of that stuff it's like wow this this had a home before commander and now it's not played in anywhere except commander like what's the the i think it's like three four black skip your draw step pay a life exile the top and then the beginning your end step pick them up
0: Oh, you're talking about uh, necromancy.
1: Yeah, that that card was a staple in a deck in like '97. That's I, not ne- that's not
0: the right card. necromancer no. Yeah. Necropotence. Necropotence. Necropotence.
1: See, yeah, we got there. We got there. Um. Yeah. No. I I watched a deck that ran four of them. It was a mono black deck that was all about you know dealing a little ping damage here and there, discarding cards to deal damage. Uh, Exsanguinate, I think, was one of the cards. Um. And just yeah. And Then it just stopped being played, because it rotated out, none of the Eternal formats played it, I'm pretty sure it's banned in Modern for very obvious reasons, and Legacy and Vintage, it just can't keep up. So, it only has a home in Commander now, and I I think that's one of those
0: cards. So, I mean, I guess that's... We've sat here and we've talked about, you know, Popper, Modern, Commander. Uh, You you just mentioned Standard, Why, why are we... Why are you not playing a lot of standard? You know, I know why I'm not playing a lot of standard.
1: You know, I started playing standard when I first started playing, and I really enjoyed it. I did not know Commander existed until about six months later when I played... Went to one of our other local shops, and I played in the Commander 2017 release event. That was the one with, like, the Ur-Dragon and the Wizards. Edgar Markov was a part of that one. It's crazy how that was, like, the last, in my opinion, the last fantastic year for Commander Precons. Because now we're getting them every set. I think uh, it's too
0: much. I, I agree. It is way too much. But uh, Commander
1: 2020 was really good, too, with the ones no, with the
0: Ikorias. I, I think that... That, that one, and I don't think power level anything was good until they came out with the um, the one that you just picked up at MagicCon 30. The Warhammer decks? Yes, the Warhammer decks. Yeah. Those, those decks were just leaps and bounds above any other pre-con deck that you could buy for Commander.
1: I still think a lot of the pre-cons can hold their own, because I have the Urza one. From Brothers War, the Earth's Iron Alliance. I just played with it yesterday, and I won.
0: I won in a pot of four people. It it can be done. I think that I think they've sat down and looked at more of the aspect of the matter of power levels and making them a little bit better on the competitive part. Because before it was, you bought a pre-con and unless you built it, you were you weren't having you were gonna get destroyed. Uh, to be fair, a lot of them had at least a couple good
1: reprints and stuff like that. That's why I bought a lot of them. You know, because uh, I was working at my local game shop, like I said, when Commander 20 was a thing uh, with the Ikoria ones. And those had all the the free spells, the free instants, Fierce Guardianship, Deadly Rollick,
0: uh, whatever the revenue yeah Those are awesome. They need a reprint.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm hoping with, with Commander Masters, which we'll talk about in the future. But I personally, in my opinion, Commander 17 was the last incredible... like Because they were only releasing Commander Precons once a year. From 2011, I think, up to 2017. I was like 2012, 2013. Yeah, now
0: it's every set.
1: It's every set, and it's becoming too much. They're running out of good stuff. They're not printing as many new cards in it, because from it, what it I remember... Does, it
0: does feel like a flood.
1: Yeah, it's, it's too much product. WotC, I mean, it's an age-old thing. WotC's releasing too much...
0: Since, like, two years ago, we have been flooded. Well, I, and I, I believe that has a lot to do with the, the Hasbro being brought into it. That's why, you know, we're seeing a lot more of the, the, the universes come along, which I'm not against.
1: I think a lot of the universes beyond stuff is, is really cool. I have been playing Warhammer for years, and I always played Death Guard. They were my favorite. I was big into the lore. And i think the death guard are just the coolest thing ever so when i found out that they had a deck that had them in it with abaddon the despoiler who i've played against he's an actual little miniature with his own stats and all that stuff i was over the moon i thought that was the coolest thing ever and now i have two of the decks both of them are incredibly strong i'm trying to get the other two they're just they're very difficult to track down right now for a reasonable price i think it's awesome And now we have the Lord of the Rings stuff, too. I think This Universe is Beyond is the coolest one yet. I'm a massive Lord of the Rings fan. I'm actually currently listening to the audiobooks. I just finished The Hobbit last
0: week. So, I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but I do like the concepts behind what they're doing with it. Um... I, I like the the one ring thing where there's only gonna be one of it that's serialized one of one. I think that's cool and Such I think a that a massive give, money grab gives it a a collector situation behind it. But, you know, they still printed other cards that you could still play with. And I I'm I would I wanna look around and see, you know, what what's gonna work for me, what cards are gonna work for me, and, and I think we're gonna see a lot more themed decks, just because so many people do love Lord well, of the Well, there's Rings. the
1: Doctor Who one's coming out. Well, and that's, that's
0: the thing, though. I mean, it's a great concept for advertising. And if you look at it, is you have Lord of the Rings people that don't play Magic that might actually move over and get into Magic because of it. Yeah, buy a pre-con, sit down with a couple of other friends, something and, like that. Well, yeah, because the, the thing about it is when people... I think when you sit down and you play it, you find out how much fun it is. And and you get into it. That's how I've gotten friends into it. And Doctor Who's going to be the same thing. You're going to see Doctor Who fans moving over. No offense to Doctor Who fans. Not looking forward to those ones. You might see <laughs> Magic players who didn't turn, move over to start watching Doctor Who. And you never know. I mean, it's, I think it's a great concept. And I, I think what they're doing with it is great. And uh, it's, I, do, I do enjoy that part. Um... I'm excited to see what they do in the future with the whole Universes
1: Beyond stuff, because I think prior to the Warhammer stuff, it was a little bit of a dud. You know, we had some secret layers I'm not even going to get into the controversy about the Walking Dead ones. I think they really messed up with that by making us pay $50 for, you know, possibly one... Because Rick, Steadfast Leader, expensive right now. Fantastic card. Great card in Commander. Great card. I think it, it was played in Mono White Initiative and Legacy. Uh, I think that they kind of started going the ri- In the right direction for the Stranger Things ones I know you have a little bit of a bias to that Oh yes But I personally, looking at the cards I'm like yeah they can kind of do some cool stuff They got some weird partner shenanigans But I don't think that They're, They went as As hard as they should have Like In, they in my player.
0: opinion The Stranger Things cards were Playable wise Are not great I agree now, as just cards and stuff, they're cool. I've got them all framed. Yeah, you got them there. framed.
1: Flavor-wise, they're they're, they're awesome. Flavor-wise, they're
0: great, especially for people who like me who love Stranger Things. But when it comes to some of the other ones that they've done, the uh, Street Fighter series... That was pretty cool. Those cards are actually pretty powerful. I think two. Of, I think Blanca and Chun Li are yes. kind
1: of the main two. Those I
0: think the those others...
1: two. Oh, are and so the fireball,
0: the Hadouken. Hadouken,
1: the lightning bolt. Oh, I have that one. was great. I love I that. So one. I mean,
0: I do like some of the universes beyond stuff that they're doing too. But you know, I I do like just still keeping it magic. I think. They're talking what? They just did Lord of the Rings now, and they're talking Doctor Who's in what? October? I
1: think October or November.
0: So to me, that just seems like they 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 might end up over flooding that situation, and I hope they don't they don't. Tend it's to do Hasbro. That.
1: They're gonna milk it for all they can, you know. Oh yeah, we also had the the Fortnite and the Transformer secret layer. I think the trans- so so the Transformers like- had some great reprints so did that's the Fortnite the, one But
0: that's the thing about the what they're doing with the the sec- I think secret layers are completely different than standard sets. They're doing a Doctor Who well, to be Who, fair these are They're this. doing a Doctor Who set. Well like they did with Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings is a standard set. It is not a standard set. Oh, it's not a standard set. No, it
1: is legal and and so modern and all eternal formats. So like, everything but standard, which is another reason and why hate,
0: I'm not a fan of standard. It's just standard is just that, that thing where it's so restricted yet so expansive. Expensive. And the fact of the matter is, is people... Well, like, the good cards that are in standard that are expensive in standard because it's standard, I will wait to get until it rotates out of
1: standard. Well, but there's also cards that are in standard right now that are expensive expensive because of other formats. The new Atraxa, Ledger Shredder, those are the main two I can think of right now. Yeah, I mean... those Those are also, like, the only two really good cards that I can think of off the top of my head that are play being played in other formats standards but, drop, Standard but sucks dropping right
0: now. 600 plus dollars on a deck that's going to rotate out in 3 months 3 years now that they have changed it That's I did hear about that I think, I think so. it rotates next year the year after I I'm not sure how how I feel about that cuz I mean then you're essentially closer to pioneer than anything So kind of
1: Pioneer goes back quite a bit, but.
0: Yeah, but it's it's still one of those where you know you do it like that. Maybe may, it might be better, it might not, but I, I definitely would like to see. And and at that that's another set where everybody is playing essentially the same three, maybe oh, four God,
1: decks. Grixis uh Grixis Mid-range and Esper mid-range are pretty much the same deck. We have four copies of Invoke Despair, four Tenacious Underdog. Uh, at least two Reckon or Bankbuster And there's a reason that those cards got banned I'm pissed uh, Fable the Mirror Breaker got banned And Wedding Announcement is still a thing
0: I, yeah, Again, I, I yeah. play
1: A lot of standard in my free time on, on Arena I will not play it paper for that reason It's so expensive And they get banned A lot easier than they do in other formats You know, I The last modern ban we had Was Yorion And that was a huge hit to the meta But four color elementals and the combo deck uh using whatever planeswalker from streets of new uh forget her name but it was a big combo deck you could go infinite like turn five so that was a needed hit but then now let's look at some of the bands that we've had in standard a lot more like i said we have invoke despair reckoner bankbuster uh fable the mirror breaker and then part of that we had like all runs epiphany meat hook massacre these are we've had so many bands it feels like and i've i've always heard of WotC employees saying if we are banning cards in standard we are doing something wrong and that's all they've been
0: doing recently is doing something wrong and and i don't think and seeing that's where i don't think they're doing something wrong because those cards are great in other formats so then why are they
1: printing them in a standard set
0: Why not wait? All Runs Epiphany would have been great in Modern Horizons 1. I agree. I agree. I do believe they shouldn't be printed in standard sets, but, you know, it's just one of those... Standard is just so focused on so few decks, and it's not like Modern, where, like I said, you know... You can run this slew of different decks yeah, and it's still so be even. up there it's so even across the board especially i don't know what it
1: because murktide nothing could beat murktide for the longest time very few at least and then creativity came but now we have so many decks that are able to counter creativity especially i don't know where in God's name, Hallowed Moonlight came from, or why all of a sudden it's making an appearance, uh, that, that card was is so
0: good. That came out of what? Uh, Shadows Star... over Innistrad, I think. Is that or it... Yeah, Shadows over Innistrad. And, but yeah, I mean, that was one of those other cards that came up that it just, there was a problem, and somebody found a solution.
1: Yeah, but even then, I mean, you could argue... live,
0: live. You yeah. had Living End, and you had, you know, the Creativity Deck. You needed something that could level out the playing field but living end was a problem
1: way prior to the construction of creativity so why was hallowed moonlight not a thing then why is it all of a sudden like i get like creativity is Liv- such a hard thing to beat because yeah spell pierce but they run like you depending which version you're playing they run like three or four force of negation spell pierce yeah. you know but, I mean, well, it's
0: just i don't know i mean i i think you have such a larger slew of actual cards that you can go through. And it, it, it was one of those cards that was probably just forgotten about until somebody stumbled across it. Oh, God. And when they Creativity. did,
1: holy crap. Indomitable Creativity was a bulk mythic from Kaladesh that was going for no more than $3. Now it's sitting at like 35 just because of this. And then uh, this last, I think it was... The last pro tour event, which I believe was Philadelphia, um, or the last big one that they ran something, Reed Duke, I love that man, everyone should know who Reed Duke is, mm-hmm. he he won, he won his first ever pro tour event, he's been playing for like 20
0: years, he won his first event with Creativity and Pioneer. Well, what, what are your thoughts on the pro event, the, uh, the pro tour event that's going to be going on in, in Vegas, the championship, the...
1: The world championships.
0: yes so, i'd be a
1: lot more into it if it wasn't standard
0: if i well i mean i i get i get why standard is is essentially a pro tour situation because it is a constant rotating thing and they wanted to...
1: it used to be more than that though i mean some of the biggest ones have been modern and legacy and how they how they used to do it is they would do you know a sealed event to start you would have to draft and then you know with let's say 500 people you would draft with 500 people and then they'd cut to 250 and then you would have to play a sealed event and let's say you did well in that they cut to 100 so they would cut 150 150 people out and then
0: the rest is modern yeah see i'm okay with them creating the professional around that um i didn't get to watch a lot of the actual championship stu- uh, the championship stu- championship stuff last time i did i didn't get a chance i mean with with it just seemed like it was off in its own back little corner it was yes. it literally was it, it literally was and it's the championship it should be main stage well they, it they should be they should be pushing this not only that but the fact of the matter that i mean I like Magic Arena, don't get me wrong. I do like Magic Arena, but there's something about two people sitting head to head and facing each other that makes it so much better. It it gives you that level of, you know, just like kind of like that poker skill. It feels more official. Yeah, that poker skill where... You know, you can try and psych your person out. And I understand that there's been so much cheating in tournaments I would over say that's time. why they
1: started going to Arena. But if they're going to just use Arena for championships... I mean, we're talking about the World Championships that we watched happen. Again, they were sitting in the back corner. The only time that they broadcasted on the main stage which was the finals, which I sat and watched. And it was cool. You know, and, and I got to see the guy who they based Fairy Mastermind off of. That was cool. But outside of that, it's like, dude, I want to see other formats and I want them to go back to how they did it pre them ending quote unquote, the, the pro tour and the pro scene. I want to see them because I think that in order to prove that you are the, ch- the world champion of the world's hardest game, you need to be better than just, I can play a 75 card that I uh, 75 deck, 75 card deck that I net decked from MTG Goldfish for Standard. No, I want to draft. I want to do sealed. I want to play Pioneer and then move into Modern. I want to. I want my my world champion to know more than just how to net deck and play a 75 card pile that they found online in Standard on Arena.
0: So you think if there's my soapbox rant? Yeah, I see that. What do you think about? Okay, so. I, I, I see where you're coming from I, I see the fact that you know this is magic drafting is magic still drafts is magic and but so when it comes down to it what a what if they had you know like oh it's kind of kind of kind of like Olympic events type situation you know you had your standards you have your modern you know and each one of them had their own champions uh, you know and you, it... you do it all as like the championship it, it was just so sad to see these players sitting at computers.
1: With headphones on. Yeah, with headphones with on. Around
0: around the the place. They have barriers. I mean you've you're 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 in a, a essentially a sports event. It's a sports event this is e-sports. of the mind. It was esports. You're, you're running but I'm just saying, the magic championship is you're running the largest muscle in your body which is your brain as and and you're you're competing with it so sitting there and having headphones on and isolated from the world you don't have you know the distractions of people hollering and yelling and and root or hooting and hollering and all that fun stuff there it takes all of that away which i think is a benefit but a benefit for the players because they can isolate out of it but it's not... It doesn't feel like the proper sporting event that it should be.
1: Well, the thing is, is... And and there was actually a massive scandal with League of Legends involved with this because they had, you know, both teams with their, you know, kind of facing the audience, but kind of at an angle. And then on the big projector screen, they projected the map where you could see both teams. And we kept seeing one of the teams going up and looking. And they could see where their opponents were at all times. I think that's why they're trying to prevent that from happening they don't want to be able to holler out and be like oh my opponent has a make disappear it's like well that's not cool
0: right which i don't want to see that i mean there there could be a way that they could set it up to where you're only seeing on the screen and is the board and not what's in their hand if they're gonna keep it in a electronic format
1: well in the past like i'm talking like the 90s how they would do some of the big championships is they would have a, a room and they would put the two players and then they would have two judges on either side with and then they would have cameras and then they would put the audience in a separate area so that way you cannot hear them but you can still it's still in-person play you know and I know that they've done that in the past they they did it at Magic 30 where they put the computer they had the players somewhere else but they projected the the screen you know they projected what was going on so that way there wasn't any of those cheats anything like that well, and going that's on. all
0: good and fine but i mean really when it comes down to it so would you rather be there physically watching reed duke destroy his competition or watching it on tv and he's in essentially could be in another state you don't even have to be there at well, I mean, point, that's
1: with Twitch. That's what we have anyways. I yeah. watched the championships all the time. I watched Reduke Duke win
0: live. Right. But if you had a chance to be there... Oh, I would have loved it. Would you have rather have sat there and physically saw him doing this instead of just seeing it all? I mean, you you can watch sports games on TV. But it is not the same when you're physically there. It is completely different.
1: And that's why I enjoyed Magic 30 so much, because it has issues, and I I feel like I was a lot more positive about it than you were. But I think being there around like-minded people... Was so cool. Because, yes, we have our local scene. Yeah, I can go play Modern on a Saturday and have a turnout of, like, 15 people. I can go to a... Our, our Commander Nights here are insane. They, they've
0: gotten bigger. They, I was, oh God, I was just there. Like,
1: 60 people, you know, at one event. They have to go into separate areas. Yeah. You know, I but I think being at a place where there are thousands of us all congregating to be there for this. And, you know, I, I know... Everyone was so excited to watch the finals and pioneer with Reed Duke. Again, I keep going back to him, but I love that man. I think he is fantastic. He is one of the best pros. I mean, let's be fair. When all the $100,000 Commander stuff happened with Post Malone like last year, Reed Duke is the one that trained the guy to go up against Post Malone. You know, this man is a legend, and I know how many people were there for that, and I think it would have been so cool to sit there cheering this man on amongst hundreds of other people who were sitting there watching, even though it was on a screen, you know, because obviously they had the players way outside of that. They were in the same building, same room, but, you know, I don't know. I think it, it was just a whole different experience, and I'm still excited. to. I will watch the championships live when we go, because... We're around like-minded people. It is a sporting event. We're watching someone be declared the best and win a shit ton of money and a ton of product sponsorship opportunities. You know, everyone's going to want to meet this person. I mean, they set up a Twitch stream. They're set.
0: And I, 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 I agree with you. I, I, I see where you're coming from. And my thoughts behind it are if they're not physically going to be there and I can't physically watch them create their their magic pun intended <laughs> then i can just watch the rerun of it on on the computer it's it's the same thing yeah i'm not it's not real time but i i still can see the exact same thing happen yeah
1: i i get where you're coming from but
0: i don't know something about it's it's something it's, about being around it's the it's other it's people. the zeitgeist behind it yeah and and you know it'll ne- because it, that that event will never be the exact same ever again. No. What would you consider your favorite deck? And before you answer, I'm going to have to sit here and I'm going to have to point it out. Okay. We're going to MagicCon in Vegas. Yes. We're hopefully going to sign up for a Modern tournament. I, I promise you which, I Which which I know you you will at least one. Mm-hmm.
1: What deck are you running? It's very hard to say because the meta will very much change between then and now and depending what decks I can have pulled together. If I had my choice to just have a deck that I could have built by then, I will pick Creativity. I think Creativity is going in such a strong direction. There's so many different builds that it would be so easy to put together five color Creativity, have my Leyline Bindings, have my Force negations, my Protection. Yes, if I had to go with what I currently have built... And have access to right now I would pick Living End. I think Living End is forever in a strong position until something gets banned and you know unfortunately it's very hard to play Living End when you're going up against a land full of you know stony silences, I pretty sure that's the card, Uh, or Rest in Peace, you know Rest in Peace and Leyland of the Void and Endurance. It's very hard but I think it's possible and I think that living end you know getting a board state through you know a whole bunch of cycling and then cascading into something on turn Turn three is the earliest you can really do it I mean having a board state that soon you can't really get better than that unfortunately Having living end playing living again later is always a risk because let's say i'm playing against you in hammer time well, shit, you now have two Esper Sentinels in your graveyard. Why do I want to give those back to you for me to have 2 five fives? You know, yeah, I can run you over, but you now have access to cards.
0: Well, yeah, and then you also got to worry about the fact of the matter that... A lot of people are going to be playing the um, what is that? The hollowed, hollowed moonlight. Yeah, hollowed moonlight. Yeah, at least which sideboard. is really gonna was really gonna uh, yeah it's definitely sideboard and you know when it comes to creativity uh, I I hate to say it I'm doing it I'm gonna do it and I know everybody else is regardless of the color they're going to be at least sideboarding two if not more orvars.
1: Yeah, orvar is a so is a I, I
0: think that's going to decimate you know that play. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, I mean, you might see that Murktide's going to be back on top then. You're going to rebuild Murktide? Oh, God, no.
1: I, I sold my Ragavans. I'm, I'm over that.
0: I know. Now, I, have, if, I have one of them.
1: If I know. If I had to, honestly, if I were taking all that into consideration, and again, if I could just magically have the cards, I think that Amulet Titan, I mean, it's such an old deck, but it is so good. It is so stupidly complicated. But when once you got it figured out and you get it, I mean, it very consistently is at least top 80 events.
0: Well, why not run Living End and just adjust the sideboard to protect you from the cards that people are gonna try and destroy you with?
1: Because there's only so many good cards that you can bring in that, because Living End is set up in such a way, it's like having a deck with Karn the Great Creator. You know, your sideboard is built around Karn. Well, my main board is built around my combo and there's only so many pieces I can take out without starting to hurt myself and start diluting my strategy. It's like, well, why, I don't, I don't get why there is much of a sideboard to living in. I get the endurances, you know, the side, I get the, uh, you know, the force of vigors and stuff like that when you're playing up against like Hammer Time, again, uh, Primeval Titan, Amulet Titan, so you can get rid of their amulets you know my gardens is now a thing but i don't know it's it's very hard to tell what i would bring how about you
0: well when it comes to modern i'm definitely bringing hammer time that deck stays very consistent with especially with me uh it will have some uh upgraded sideboards to it and even some main board uh i've got some upgrades to, that i'm throwing into it that is um coming out i, I might even throw something that's uh Lord, out of, the of, the Lord of the Rings stuff. Um, Lord of the Rings. I'll have to debate on if it's good enough for what I need it for. Um,
1: Let's say that you just had access to the cards. Would you still stay with Hammer Time, or is there anything else that you think might be viable that you I'm, might try I'm to? I'm st- I'm sticking with Hammer Time. Yeah, just because. Yeah. Just because I I, deck bitch. I
0: I want to pilot it and be the, the and pilot it the best as I possibly can. I don't want to have to sit there and feel like i'm relearning how to play it uh popper definitely is going to be affinity i'm bringing elves and i've already got a few few uh upgrades for that one i'll see if i can finish out my pioneer deck because i had i had mono green this but my pioneer deck um which is definitely not a meta deck um, uh
1: yours is a homebrew yours well kind of it takes the shell of rakdos but kind of, you got your own spins in there. It's it's yes, pretty interesting. Yes, it, I, it has its weird
0: things. It, it has its weird things. I really enjoy playing it. Um, it it's currently the way I feel. I feel like it's a little too slow. And well, yeah, I'm you playing against
1: my mono white deck, and I, I run you over pretty quickly. Cool yeah, so maybe. I
0: need to try and figure out how to speed it up, and I'm, I'm gonna do that one. But I'll I'll bring that one, and I, I'll probably try it now if I can get into it, like an an on demand for a Pioneer, I might do that. Or I might sign up for, like, a, if they have a pioneer, uh, win a, win, win a sheet pioneer thing again, I, I might sign up for that and just see if my off-the-wall shenanigans that nobody is going to expect to be coming.
1: Well, like I said, I played in that modern event, and I got ran over by slivers, because, and I had no clue how to sideboard against it. I had no idea what I was doing. But, I guess, I guess to finish this out, what kind of projects are you working on? Are you working on any magic stuff right now, outside of just buying as much as you possibly
0: can afford? <laughs> um well anybody who is into magic and paper magic especially knows that we all have a problem uh but project wise i think the only thing is i've been i've been thinking about building a goto deck you've been you've been thinking about that for a Not, long, I'm, long I've time i've been really thinking about it here lately and i just don't know if i want to do that um I mean I've got a mono green commander deck, a mono Fucking hate that deck. Mono man. black commander deck. That one's fun. Do I wanna go mono red? Yeah.
1: What's wrong with having a bunch of you know, eventually down the road when I when I get my finances a little more straightened out and I, I have money for cards again, I th- I want to have one commander deck for every color combination. I think that would be such a fun project, because I've already got mono black. I've already got Teemer. I've already got Esper, and I already have whatever the fuck the demons one is. I think it's like Abzan or something like that.
0: And and the other thing that I come across that I, I really like just because it's a the shenanigans behind it, and I think it would just, just kind of piss people off, but it's not like they can't win would be that uh zedru the great hearted
1: yeah you and i were talking about
0: that off I, the air and I, I i was thinking that i think i think that one would be fun just because it's like oh hey i've got this why don't you take it and here you go i'm gonna give this to you and i'm gonna give this to you and oh then... what's
1: the name of that that card it's the one one red man with the cat on it something offering
0: oh mm-hmm. i know what you're talking about i can see it i can't think of the name yeah well it'll come to us but yeah, something like that. Those are the kind of projects that I've been kind of looking for. And and uh, yeah, I mean, magic-wise, I mean my, my personal life. I yeah, no, I, we're not going to get
1: into your personal projects, but...
0: What about you? What kind of projects are you thinking of? I'm other than on. more modern decks. Okay,
1: well, let's. I want to count how many modern decks I'm currently working on just to give people a rough understanding of my problem when it comes to modern. Let's see. Mana Box... Gotta look on my phone. I'm trying, I wanna, at least while I'm doing this, I definitely want to build another commander deck or two, because I have one built commander deck and then three pre-cons. And I've enjoyed them, but I wanna have more. I wanna rebuild my Hogak deck. Because I wanna get into a two-headed giant event with you so we can play Sir Conrad and Hogak because I'm oh, self-milling.
0: That and, was that was so, so yeah, good. I
1: felt so meat because it was just it was this girl and her brother. And they just called us out and we were like, well, these are like the only decks that we have with us. And I felt horrible because we did not realize the synergy.
0: I felt horrible, but also I felt so awesome it in the aspect so cool. of how great it worked. That would be great if we could get into a two-headed giant event like that.
1: Let's 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 work on that. So okay. So in terms of modern, I'm working on elves. I'm working on Blue White Control, Amulet Titan, Tron. I gotta, I'm gotta, missing like five cards for Living End, but other than that, that one's good. I have all my Mill. Uh, I'm building Pioneer Creativity and Modern Creativity, Modern Neo Brand, Modern Glimpse Combo, and uh, I got to finish out my Humans and Pioneer. That's the one that I have most of, but I think I don't have any like complete decks except for Mill, like his sideboard and all. It's a problem for me.
0: I, oh, I was gonna say I've got quite a few commander decks. Um, I've got the Conrad, Yuriko, my mono green. I hate your mono green deck. Your turns take like twenty minutes. You love Savala. I hate Savala. Um, Blanca. I hate that deck too. That one's fun. That that one's fun because it's 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 one of those where I think one on one, it can be mean. But when you're playing in a you know a four player, then it's like not a pod, too yeah. yeah it's not too bad. Just you're because... gonna
1: knock out one player and then you just get targeted for the rest of the yeah, game. You or, knock you out you, you knock enemy. out
0: one player and, and piss you, them off. Yeah, you are arch enemy. So
1: I was I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about some commander cards and I just wanted to bring this to your attention because I will be playing it in any white deck that I build. It better not
0: be telepathy. It is
1: white. It is not telepathy. But no, it's you can pay a white and two life and it says prevent all damage that would be dealt from a from target creature this turn so i'm gonna shut your deck down wait what i can pay one white mana and two life to prevent all damage that target creature would deal this turn so that not only shuts down his activated ability but his attack too that it does that would that shuts your deck down completely well so i'm gonna build a white deck you can do that I'm but build mono white you, eight you do and a half realize tails. that
0: there's so many instants that will give him hex you gotta draw him. oh i i'll have to add some to it for sure all right
1: well on that positive note we are gonna leave our first episode of the mana crypt here Thank you to whatever few people we can get off of Discord, Facebook, Instagram, and anywhere else that we blast this for listening. We hope to see you all next time. Corey, any passing or any any remarks for the end here?
0: I was going to say, I'm just an insert outgoing joke, I guess. <laughs> no. I'm nope, bad.
1: I'm going to leave you with those words. All right.